Golden, Golden Girls, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I've never seen an episode myself. Yeah. But it's yeah. so in the zeitgeist. Yeah. It's almost like uh, I say this all the time about Jaws. I had not seen Jaws yeah. until maybe six months ago. Really? And wow. then it felt like I had seen Jaws. Yeah, you had seen it before, exactly. And I know for a fact I did. Yeah. And the only thing that caught me by surprise, and I forget which comic has a bit about this. Is it Pete? I think it's actually Pete Davidson, and the the scene where uh, the guy's like, "Ah, the tiger shark," and he's like, "Whoa, a, a what?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that made the movie for me because <laughs> yeah. it's the only thing I hadn't like you know had referenced in Family Guy before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah, lead me into whatever you want to talk about, and I guess sure. We'll no, I, I do a very natural lead. Yeah. In. You know, I hit record uh, when no one's looking, and then you know cool. we're we're in. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Mike Keegan, welcome to Guilty Pleasure Personals, my man. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, I've been of course. Looking forward to coming on. Yeah. I've been listening, and uh, two of my guilty pleasures have been covered. So, it was, uh, Travis and Nick Tardo covered two of my, Nick, okay. my guilty pleasures. <laughs> so, it's, one of them's a former guilty pleasure, but it's okay. the Travis one. But Gave up pro wrestling, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Travis had a fun episode though, man. It's because oh, I used to party with Travis a lot. You okay, know, like when we were doing our thing, and uh, that was fun. I do want to say when you guys were talking about the Sunrise Mall. Oh yeah, Travis was not talking about the Sunrise Mall. He was talking about the Source Mall. Oh no, he had no idea what he was talking about. The Rainforest <laughs> Cafe was in the Source Mall, not the Sunrise Mall, and that's the mall that nobody goes to. And they have a Cheesecake Factory and a PF Chang's. So I'm just correcting Are Travis. Are they close by? Are they geographically? No. no. Sunrise <laughs> Mall is in what? Massapequa. The Source yeah. Mall is in Westbury. By, okay. by like Roosevelt Field. Interesting. Yeah. I used to work at the Old Navy at that mall. So okay. I wanted to correct Travis. I was, yeah, like, take that. I was listening to that. I'm like, <laughs> like yelling at my phone. I'm like, fucking Travis, you told me about the Source Mall, idiot. See, I, uh, you know, I can yell at him too. He he looked at my beautiful display case of Transformers and go, hey, what are those, Gundam? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was that's hilarious. I, that was my, I think that was my favorite like me moment of yeah. the show so far because that's as a as a fan, obviously. It's, yeah, uh, that is a beautiful display. Oh, thank you, there. IKEA yeah. man. They make it easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's it's like a meme within the community of people mixing up Gundam for Transformers. Yeah. So it was just it was very perfect. It was it exactly was great. yeah. All, very Travis. Fucking Travis, man. So the so I, so Golden Girls is, is third down the line, or are they all up there with my key um, guilty uh, Gambling, Nick Tardos was was probably my my not, not oh, really guilty, not, but, not wrestling. No, no, no. Okay, because oh, okay. he was he was he was the first guest ever on the show. Back oh, in episode I thought you were joking because I saw Nick Tardo doing the gambling stuff gotcha. with uh, Ali. But um, well, that wasn't him. That was his cousin Nikki Parlay. Oh, okay, just gotcha. so you. Yeah, no, that's what I, different guy. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, mean, I, I, I love I gamble every single day, but like it's not like a guilty pleasure. It's just a lifestyle ruiner. I guess okay, yeah, you can call it. But, <laughs> but yeah, but Golden Girls, Golden Girls probably is my biggest guilty pleasure. I don't tell a lot of people that I'm a big fan, and I've seen every episode many, many times. I used to watch it with my grandmother when I was a little kid. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it was like her favorite show, and it was like it was, I think it was even on reruns back. I don't think it was. Still on that? Nah, maybe early '90s, late '80s. Well, I did a quick little, uh, little research. It seemed like '92. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it had a spinoff. Yeah, Empty Nest. Golden Palace. Oh yeah, that was another spinoff. How many but spinoffs did the, the show have? Em- Empty Nest was another Golden Girls spinoff <laughs> All right. because um, the doctor on Golden Girls ended up being the doctor. Ended up being a show about him, the okay. doctor from the Golden Girls, the guy from Empty Nest. So very that was another. Yeah, there was so there were two spinoffs. You're right. Huh. And uh, so yeah, I used to I watched it with my grandmother up until like the early '90s. But then I watch it in syndication whenever I'm home. It's on all the time, and my father calls me a fag because <laughs> <laughs> I know every like he like he'll be like with his friends like drinking. He'll be like, "Hey, watch my fag son. He knows every girl's name on the Golden Girls." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with all the nostalgia, like dorky, guilty pleasures that come on the show, there's that common thread of like. My dad hates this. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, my my dad's a, a union delegate, and he has a son that's, like, obsessed with the Golden Girls. You know, my, my dad's, like, he just retired. I mean, he's been, he's been unloading trucks for 45 years, and he has to come home to me watching, if you, you know, if you have a party, invited everyone you knew. And, uh, like, like, he's surprised that I have a girlfriend, I guess. that's what. I, <laughs> I mean, is, is she into Golden Girls? No, no, she makes uh, fun of me, too. 
Damn. He's like, I'll be watching it, and I always like sing along with the theme song, and she'll walk in and be like, <laughs> "What the fuck is going on with you?" Oh uh, man, did they ever do like a reunion? That's a that's a big thing now. Is like reunion. Yeah, shows no, and... no real reunion. Um, so a lot of them are still kicking, right? Uh, actually, I think only, only Betty White really. Oh, yeah, uh, B. Arthur's dead. Rue McClanahan is. I think she's the most recent one that died, but okay. Stel Getty died a while back. And uh, see, it's, it's gay that I even know that stuff. But <laughs> it's gay and it's sad. Gay <laughs> and, and sad. <laughs> and now you just depressed me because all, all my all my friends are dead. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> What kept you around? You think it's more than nostalgia, or is there? It it's seems the, it must be a good show by itself in a vacuum. It's, it's, a it's great in the zeitgeist. Show. Yeah, you're right. There's there's so many, there's episodes, and uh, I, I think I love Betty White. I think she's awesome. Mm-hmm. But B. Arthur, like as a comedian, like her timing, like it, you're not just because it's a show, but like you're watching her as as like a comic comedian actress. Okay, and her timing is phenomenal when she's like telling the jokes that they obviously write for. Her. Like she's not a stand up comic. But her timing that that, that that she drops a punchline or that she she you know says something nasty to one of the other women like the comedic timing is great and there's good jokes in it. Okay, I mean some of it is cornball now. I enjoyed it more when I was a young kid. Oh yeah, eighties TV. Yeah, <laughs> but like you said, a lot of it's nostalgia. Like I have good memories of being at my grandma's house, and that's cool. we'd we would watch it, and that was like our show. Nice. And now I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, I remember that episode. My grandmother loved it and blah blah blah. But some of them have like good stories, and then like. You know, like Estelle Getty, the tiny little Italian woman. She like she reminds me of my grandmother, That's and nice. she's just a wise ass. And the <laughs> shit she says is so fucking funny. Hey, on the on the Wikipedia article, that the some of the topics that they covered seemed pretty interesting for the time. Like yeah. they're talking about stuff I would not have expected TV to be talking about back then. Yeah, yeah, like AIDS and like they yeah, and they 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 can get away with that because they were, uh, I guess aimed at at the age group that they all were so they're they're dealing with it in real time as their viewers would deal with it because it's you know middle-aged to older women yeah and i guess they can get away with that there was they you know they covered lesbian stuff like you know okay there was one episode uh you know one woman was hitting on uh, blanche and uh it's like lesbians and death and like you said aids and uh homeless kid like uh, mario lopez was in an episode that was like his first uh acting job was being on golden girls he was like a oh, wow. little hispanic mexican kid and like they had to take care of him yeah and he's still a little homeless mexican kid <laughs> he today. still is a homeless little mexican kid <laughs> like have you seen the new saved by the bell no that's another one that i just it never it wasn't my never my thing dude like i think i think it's before my time i watched the like the new ones yeah I just watched the first episode of the new ones today and they suck. It's the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. Really? But I said, I was saying to Carla, my girlfriend, and I'm like, I hate this, but I'm going to watch every fucking episode because it reminds me of the old Saved by the Bell. But now I have to know what have like, now they have, they have everything. They have like a transgendered girl on there. They have, they have a black, they got a Mexican. It's it's all, and and Mario Lopez is back on it and he's (laughs) the gym teacher at the school. And, uh, <laughs> I would not want Mario Lopez to be my gym <laughs> <know>. teacher. <laughs> exactly. Oof. But I'm watching it. And like, I, I described it how, how like, I don't know if you know, but I don't know if everyone listening knows really. Like, I'm a, you know, I'm a Trump guy. I'm like a right wing kind of guy. And I describe it as my relationship with Donald Trump. Like, I know he's a piece of shit, but I love watching him. And I'm going to watch every <laughs> fucking minute of his presidency. I'm going to watch every minute of this show. I know it's a piece of shit, but I'm going to watch it. So well, when you say piece of shit, do you mean like in, in a similar vein that the original had flaws or relative to the original, it's a piece of shit? It's it's like a a, a caricature of the original one. Like the original oh, one gotcha. was cheesy, but mm-hmm. also I was 10. Sure. So it wasn't that cheesy to me. But now I'll go back and I'll watch the old ones and I'm like, oh, this is cheeseball shit. But now it's like it's like a character of that they're like they're like being cheeseball about the old cheeseball things they did. And uh, hmm. like Zach Morris is the governor of California now in this new one. And he's yeah. just like, he's like, he's like, I don't know. I don't know how to govern. I don't know. What, and like, that's the whole point is that he's still an idiot and he's the governor of California. They didn't give him an Austrian accent. <laughs> no. Damn. Dude, that was, I, uh, I was such a like tourist as a kid. I, I, I have family in California and we were leaving one year. I was like in middle school, and in the airport, I see like you know the governor shirt, and it's just him as short as a uh, the Terminator. <laughs> oh yeah! And oh my god, I that was a bad three years of wearing that shirt. <laughs> yeah, Jesus awesome. Christ! <laughs> what? Uh, that's so cool. Who is your favorite Golden Girl? My favorite was definitely uh, Dorothy B. Arthur's character. B. Arthur, sure. Yeah, 
because I just I loved her and just like she was just like she was like the the kind of the straight person with the with the dry sense of humor and that's kind of what I like David Spade in the yeah yeah exactly she's like the David Spade to all them because you have you have Blanche and she's the whore. You yeah, know? lay him out for me because I yeah. that sounds so gross. Um, <laughs> lay him out for me because I, I, I still like like and also like there were scenes where like Blanche would be like wearing like like a like a bustier or something and like I was a little kid and like not a little kid I'm like twelve years old discovering my body like that was one of the first things that kind of <laughs> the face you just made. <laughs> no, I, I, it makes sense. The it makes face sense. Of disgust. No, well, not... she had nice tits. Yeah, and, like, you know. She's older, whatever. She's like, you know, it was my grandmother's age, but like she had nice tits and she didn't, didn't look like she was 60. But like, so she was like kind of the whore of the group. Um, look, you browse through Pornhub and you see the GILF tab and you're exactly. like, you know what? It's got to be for Golden Girls. You, you know what? It you has just, to be. You just kind of connected some dots for me, I think. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> that tab gets traffic yeah. and they have whatever broadcast station to thank for it. That is correct. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, she's Blanche. She's the she's from the south. She's got the the southern drawl and she's like kind of like the, the scarlet uh, O'Hara kind of character and she's okay. sexy, you know, sexy for an older woman. And she's a whore. Every episode she's with a different guy and that's what that's how Dar- see Dorothy's hmm. character, she's the one that judges everybody and makes fun of them. Okay. And she has her flaws too, but you don't see it. Like she's very stoic. Um, and her, like I said, she has that dry sense of humor and she likes to kind of roast all the other people because like Blanche is the whore. Dorothy calls her a whore. Uh, there's Rose, Rose Nyland. That's Betty White's character. Yeah. And she's just dumb as shit. She's Polish, <laughs> <laughs> right? She's Polish from like the Midwest, but like the, you know, like the, uh, the Wisconsin kind of accent. Yeah. And she's like from a little tiny Polish community. And Dorothy makes fun of her for being a fucking idiot. Like what kind um, of idiot? How 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 do they portray my they precious portray- Betty White? Just that she's just uh like a rube. Like she does just doesn't get it. Doesn't, like, okay. She's just like totally clueless. And she she means well. Like she, <laughs> sure. you know. Yeah. She's just she's just so she's very innocent, also. You know what it is? She gotcha. she grew up in this tiny little Polish tight knit community and she's very innocent. And I I feel gay now with all the passion that I'm talking about this also. But, but yeah, like it's she, 2020, man. It's okay has, to be gay. Lay into she, it. <laughs> she just has a clueless innocence about her. Sure. And that, and that it makes her, it's an endearing character and you fall in love with her, but then you also have like kind of be Arthur, Dorothy rolling her eyes at her all the time, which is gotcha. cool. And then the fourth is Dorothy's mother, Sophia. Now oh, Sophia, okay. so she's, she's, she's actually, she was actually the same age as all of them when they were filming, but she plays a much older character They yeah. make her look older because she's Dorothy's mother. Got it. So she's this tiny little firecracker from Sicily <laughs> and they, the, the premise is basically that they were supposed to put her in a nursing home, just shady, shady pines, nursing, a shady pines, nursing home. And she didn't want to go in to, to the, like, okay, you can live with us. So now, like, she's she's older where she's kind of losing it, but she also, she's the one, she fucking roasts everybody else on the show, too. Like, she's just this tiny little firecracker and, uh, has you know, that seniority angle. Has the seniority, yeah. and she's a wise ass, and she's like just the, that tiny little thing that, that you know has like the little complex where she's going to take shots at everybody. Sure. And, uh, and it's cool because, like, a lot of episodes will show her, like, when she was younger. And, um, like back in Sicily and like her backstory too. Like it's a, it's a cool show. It does have like layers. It's not, that's why I probably, why I like it also. It has like a. Absolutely. I mean, it sounds like it. Cause it, yeah. it you know, as, as we said on the show and before the show, like it, it's such in pop culture mm-hmm. and I, it, I, it could be a part of pop culture and be trash, but it's yeah. like unlikely. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's gotta be some substance under there or else it just wouldn't be in like everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I gotta. But yeah, I got check. Like, where would you recommend if I were to check it out? Like, just from the beginning, or are there like highlight you know, episodes? You could go from the beginning, uh-huh. which is, but you could catch it on any episode, and as long as you know, like, that's the whole setup. Like, sure, it's three, you know, it's a, a widower and two widower, two widows, and a divorcee, right? And the divorcee's mother, the four of them living in a house, and hilarity is going to ensue. <laughs> but yeah because like uh dorothy's divorced and her husband comes on he's a recurring character Stan, okay. stanley's her husband sure and he's like a con man kind of like <laughs> always trying to like borrow money from them and he's got these like get rich quick schemes all the time and uh he's a great character too because like you, you hate him 
but yeah. you love him because then you realize he's kind of a pathetic guy. He 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 has good intentions, but he he just tries to do all the get rich quick kind of stuff and and uh and he still has a big heart, I guess, you know. Well, so why do they how do they explain why he's even around if if they're divorced? They uh he lives in Florida now. Like he, he there are episodes where he lives I guess back in in New York and then there are episodes where he'll fly into Florida because he's got this great scheme that he's thing, and Dorothy's a teacher and she has a little bit of money, so he always gotcha. tries to borrow money or you know try to you know, and then he always tries to support her. And at the end, you know, she hates him the whole episode, and then at the end, she goes, <laughs> "Okay, I get it. You know, you meant well." So at the end, it's sitcom resets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, so that's cool. And then Blanche, uh, her husband's dead. Rose, her husband's dead. And then there's Sophia, the mother. Her husband's obviously dead, but she's just the mother that lives with the three friends. Okay. And uh, it's, 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 uh, there's a lot of, like I said, it's like an onion. There's a lot of layers to it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) gosh. But they're, um, you know, they're, they're cool, like dream sequence, dream sequence episodes too, where like, uh, there's one episode where Blanche has a dream that, uh, her husband didn't really die. And like, that's, it's probably my favorite episode. That's my favorite episode. She, you don't realize it's a, yeah, you don't realize it's a dream. It's one of those things. But then, you know, she wakes up. There's a knock at the door, and it's her husband who's supposed to be dead for ten years. And he's like, "No, I had to go on the run." Blah blah blah. And you know, I'm back, and we're gonna get together. And then she wakes up, and it turns out that she always has that dream. You know, so it's oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. But uh. Good, good. It's like, that makes me think of that Fresh Prince episode you know, when his dad comes by. <laughs> yeah, like, right. I didn't love it, man. Best episode of Fresh Prince oh, also, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was watching one of the promos for the Fresh Prince reunion. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I, everybody loves the guy who plays uh, Uncle Phil, James yeah, Avery. Yeah, James Avery. You know, he played, uh, he played one of the aerial bots in the 80s Transformers, the original really? one. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. He's in so much stuff that you don't know. He did a lot of animation really? work. But I just I love the, the they gave away this trivia fact in the in the preview where apparently after they shoot that scene and they hug mm-hmm. as they're hugging when they're not focusing on his face he just says to Will Smith he's like that's what I call acting or something like really? that. Oh, yeah. really? That's cool. That's cool because he's like a classically trained actor exactly. and wow, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, that and that's one of the things that people love about him. Like he was he was cool I, here he was such a good guy. And that that's cool. Yeah, and, uh, yeah shows, it's such an emotional scene because you know, like that's Will Smith's like real life too, and it's kind of shows emotion. And I actually did not know that, but it, yeah, it is it is objectively yeah. the best like scene. Yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, powerful stuff. Yeah. Oh, dude. And now, did they Golden Girls ever do crossovers? No crossovers were big in that. Yeah, not that not era. so much crossovers, but at their um their spin-off Empty Nest that I was talking about, mm-hmm. they they kind of cross over because they they ran at the same time. So there's scenes where uh, where okay. uh the doctor from Empty Nest will be on Golden Girls and the Golden Girls will be on the Empty Nest show. Gotcha. So, so I think as far as I know, that's really the only kind of crossover that they Steve did. Steve Urkel just never shows I, up. It's just like, gonna say, <laughs> say I wish they did like a family matters crossover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Mork and Mindy come in or something. Yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, they didn't do that, but uh, that would be awesome. That would have been cool, yeah. Yeah. We were actually uh, briefly mentioned Mork and Mindy a few episodes ago. I had Matt Solomon on, and he was talking 1950s comedy. Yeah. And how uh, Robin Williams invited... Shit. He's like the guy who inspired Robin Williams to be oh, Robin Oh, Jonathan Williams. Winters. Jonathan Winters yeah, on, yeah. yeah. That was cool. Oh, I got cool. I to gotta, I gotta get into more 80s TV. Yeah. It, it, it's You know what? It, it's like... I realize now that like I I, li- I liked it more obviously in the eighties and now it's more nostalgia because sure. now, now I realize like it's kind of shitty but like like there was a lot of good stuff in the eighties and it makes for good references you know especially being a comic yeah you know? oh dude you need you those. know and you 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 know it's gold when you when you're on stage and you're referencing stuff from the eighties because that kind of makes the audience feel like they're in on the joke and stuff so. That's why it's I'm good. waiting for like 20 years because I'm going to be so much funnier in 20 years making <laughs> yeah, all my Dragon Ball Z exactly, references yeah, right, and all my exactly. dumb shit. That's <laughs> right. Now I listened to a little bit of Matt Solomon's episode. I I, I I've known Matt Solomon for a few years, you know, right, and okay. uh, I never knew who did like like hip hop. Like I think you you posted like his his album. I'm like this shit's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's fun. It's really good. Like it's really like I listened to like three tracks and I'm like wow this is really fucking good. That, I I totally agree. 
I never knew that. Kind of, you know, he he always keeps to himself. I don't really know much about him, but I've known I've seen him at a million open mics and stuff. Dude, good dude. Absolutely. I I was in his music video last weekend. Oh really? Yeah, yeah man. I can't wait for it to come out. That's awesome. I gotta see that. But it's yeah, fine. so you posted like his his album or whatever, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. From the Burbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, the um, best is uh, the the song that we shot the music video for does reference. Uh, a uh, another Long Island open micer. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, I almost don't. I almost don't want to spoil it. Uh, I was gonna say yeah. I don't. I, I want to know. <sighs> what is it? Is it? What's? I'm just trying to think of the lyric. It's like, you know, insane in the Maserati. It was uh, referencing the. <laughs> I don't even know how to intro him in. Uh, Steve Sane. Okay. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the name That's drop. Right. Gotta love the name <laughs> drop. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But, any uh, any standout episodes? Any anything that really um, like I said, that was my favorite episode, the one where, where Blanche dreams that her husband came back okay. from the dead. Gotcha. Um another episode that I love is another Blanche episode. I call them Blanche episodes. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, that little that little flair on little Blanche episodes. Um <laughs> uh there's one where uh her father comes, her father they're from I think they're from Georgia. And her father comes uh, over to, to Florida and they haven't seen each other in a very long time and they rekindle their relationship. And mm-hmm. then he, he, not to be a spoiler alert, uh, 30 years later, but uh, he dies at the end. And that kind of is a bit of a tearjerker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that episode in the last 30 years, I probably ruined it for you. But yeah. how, <laughs> how did they balance it? Was it into your memory? Is it like mostly emotional tearjerkers, mostly funny no, ones peppered with those here and there? Mostly, mostly funny ones. Um, there are quite a few though, where, uh, you know, there's always like a lesson learned and yeah, of course. And they, you know, cause they're, they're three women, you know, basil four women with, with Sophia, but you know, she just does her own thing, but there's three women living together. There's going to be, you know, they're going to fight all the time and they're going to, there's going to be romantic differences and, and uh, stuff like that. So it's uh, it's, it, they mix, they balance the funny and the emotional very well. Cool. Yeah. Now, how do you uh, how do you live out this this guilty pleasure? Is it mostly just the uh, the rewatching and the knowledge of it? Do you have like you know your own glass display case full of uh, <laughs> Betty White and B. Arthur statues? I, I, I have. I had a Golden Girls T shirt that that's one of my friends bought me. Nice. It was like a joke because he knew I loved it. <laughs> yeah. And he loved it too. But um, I have uh, I'm mostly just rewatching the episodes. They're all in Lifetime. So like, if I'm if I'm home from work or whatever, uh, I could watch like twelve episodes in a row to and go not, to and feel like I sat there for ten minutes. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, my girlfriend will walk in and be like, "What the fuck am I dating?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all get that sometimes. Yeah, she's I- watch- she's watching the Eagles game, and I'm watching fucking Rose dream about her dead husband, Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, you're preaching to the choir? I'll take TV over uh, over sports anytime. Personally, <laughs> yeah, exactly. as I was just showing you Marble League earlier, that, that's like the closest <laughs> I'll get. Exactly, but um, but like you said, it's just the the, the actresses themselves. Like, yeah, I'd say probably my my least favorite one is Blanche, but I and I like her, but. She's just, you know, the, the there's always the drama with her. and, and Which is interesting because she gives you your favorite, seems like some of your favorite she, yeah, episodes. You're right. Yeah. That, is, that is weird. I think it's it's uh, it's part of my psyche, I guess. I don't, <laughs> that's, that's You're a, an underdog man. Some kind of Freud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I still like her character, but like she's a, a lot a lot of times she's the one that causes the problems with the other girls and stuff. Because Rose, uh, Betty White's character, doesn't know what she's doing. She's just an idiot. Right. You know, and and Dorothy's obviously my favorite character, but um, the things with especially Dorothy and or B. Arthur and Betty White, they're phenomenal comedic actresses. I mean, yeah. even to oh, this yeah. day, you watch Betty White on what was a hot in Cleveland show that show she was on on like uh, Nick at Night. Okay, it was like you know I think it ended only like two years ago, and she's like ninety. Yeah, um, that's impressive. Her comedic timing is phenomenal, and they yeah. I watched I could watch like bloopers of her from that show. Where like you know somebody will screw up a line and she'll be like this with a, with a quick you know quip to come at them and stuff and like she's still got it, but yeah, just she's just a, a master of comedic timing, and those two characters that's I guess as a comic that's what I appreciate and why I enjoy watching them. How did they get together? Like, what's the what's the backstory? Are they all like lifelong friends? What's the? It was because we're all just living in a house. Right? It was Rose's house. Okay, she owns the the home. 
And I believe that's where her husband died in that home. And then she was looking for a roommate. And, gotcha. I uh, think um, Blanche was first and then Dorothy and they all decided that the three of them would live together. And like mom. I said, the mom was supposed right. to go into a nursing home, but they didn't want to end up putting her in. She was upset about it. And then all four of them end up living together. So they weren't lifelong friends. Gotcha. It was originally Rose's house. And then she... This responded to a Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, I don't know yeah. why. I love seeing those today. Like, you know, the... Paper, you know, homemade paper ads. You know, you pull the tab off. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, like, right. I'm like, I appreciate that that this exists, but like Craigslist, man. Like, it's, so, <laughs> yeah. it's, like it's creepy that this exists. Like somebody's wasting their time doing this when when Craigslist is there, which is probably even creepier than doing that, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I I've had such good experience with Craigslist, but it's it's almost like dealing with the dark web, but it's not the dark yeah. web it's on the light side but it's still like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like be careful around here if i misclick i might end up on grinder <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is like with craigslist now it's a lot different like when i i got my first job out of college off of craigslist but oh, now wow. now if i see somebody post a job on, on craigslist i'm like oh they're gonna want me to jerk them off for an hour i don't you know but like uh, but i got my first like real like kind of corporate job off of craigslist but that hmm. you know, and that was in like 2007 i guess and okay. like, but but like now, like 13 years later, it's like everything's like, oh, you know, we have a job for you. You can come look at my feet for, you know, <laughs> or, you know, let me take pictures of your feet. I don't know. To piss on a gay black man. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you saw that? You, you responded to that one, too? I don't know what it is about the 80s, man. Like, there's something about that era mm-hmm. that just started this nostalgia boom. You yeah. know, I, I don't know if it's the, the writing or the commercialism or the, I, I can't tell you what it is, but you know, like what from, who remembers anything from the fifties, sixties, seventies, that seventies show. It's not even from the seventies. <laughs> yeah, like, no, right. Yeah, exactly. But like me yeah. with the transformers, golden girls, like all these sitcoms. All that stuff, yeah. Like, like, cause like those, like I, there's some kind of appeal about just the, maybe the graphics of those cartoons from the eighties and, mm-hmm. and just the, the, it's the the way that writing was starting to break out into more things that aren't just, you know, oh, hey, honey, I'm home from work. Where's my dinner? You know, now it's like yeah. people being real, like real families, like, oh, women, women have jobs now and women wear pants now, you know? so Crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of, I guess, it, at the 80s, I think, is when TV started getting more relatable. You know, the Cosby show, like a black guy yeah. can be a doctor. You know, no. who'd have thunk it? <laughs> he can also be a rapist, but you know, I uh, <laughs> black doctors, man. Yeah, I know, man. Who'd have thunk it? I got. I'll trade you a story after after we stop recording. No uh, boy. The, just now. This is speaking a, of black doctors. Yeah, real, really racist shit. I'll talk about real life. <laughs> real life black doctor. Not. Yeah. Uh, not. Not. That got arrested. The whole thing. I don't even know why I'm talking about. It. <laughs> I, <laughs> Oh man, what would we yeah. have done without Hannibal Burris? I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How much does Bill Cosby just hate Hannibal Burris? Is amazing. I, you know what I always say? I don't get how, with all the money Cosby must have. Mm-hmm. How did he not just pay a hitman to kill Hannibal? I know, yeah, right. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, exactly. like I love Hannibal. I'm glad yeah. it didn't happen. I love him too. And as a comic, he's well known, but he's not like a household name. You know, he he he, he can get rid of him. He's like he's yeah. Maybe at the, especially yeah. at the time. Yeah. Cause I was going to say now he's, he's definitely getting there now. I feel, yeah. but are you, that, do you that, watch the Eric Andre show? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. man. I love Hannibal. I'll tell you a story. A story about Hannibal Barris is probably 2013. Mm-hmm. I'm doing an open mic at Broadway comedy club. And, uh, it was actually, they used to have a room next door to Broadway comedy club called the world. And okay. it was, uh, it was, uh, it was like my favorite place to do open mics. So I'm there mm-hmm. and I was, I was with Hugh Murray and, um, you know, we all were all signed up for the the open mic, and like we hear like a commotion in the back, <laughs> and uh, apparently we're having Hannibal Burris dropped in to do a set, and the person who was running the mic had no idea who he was. So like, you know, you have to sign up. You have to you have to put your email address. You're not doing this open <laughs> mic unless you put your email address there. And Hannibal was just like cool about it. He's just like, you know, just that, talk talk to the manager of the club. Just tell them tell them my name. And then they're like, they're, yeah. they're like, who do you think you are? You can't just do that. Sign put your email address. And then he left. I'm like, oh, I could have just done a show with Hannibal Burris a year into doing comedy. But that's cool. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but they had no idea who he was. And he he dropped in to do a set. I'm like, that would have been cool. 
Nah, that's that. That's sick, man. Yeah. That's that's kind of how I feel about the uh, uh, Renee Fuentes' show. I was on with Mark Norman. Yeah. It was like a little <laughs> over a year into comedy, and I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. It's like one of my favorite dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I remember. I I met more comics, you know, that that I was fans of, like when I was a year into comedy, than I do like now. Like, no way. One of my first one of my first shows. I was like my first six months of doing comedy, okay. and uh, I was doing this show. It was uh, it was a piece of shit. This show. It was a character comedy show, so everybody had to dress up as a different character. So I was a I was a um, a stand up comedian caveman. <laughs> and uh, my name was Boner, the the pre the prehysterical caveman. Nice. And it was it was a, it was at the old Eastville Comedy Club, and um, I was it was just uh, it, 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 I work still work with comics now that were part of the show, and we like make fun of how bad it was and how stupid it was. But yeah, so I'm dressed like a caveman, loincloth. I have my fucking nipples are hanging out. <laughs> I'm wearing this fucking hat with horns coming out of it. Nice. And who walks in? Fucking Jim Gaffigan walks in to do a set on this show. And I'm sitting at the bar drinking, dressed like a stupid caveman. I'm like, I'm like trying to talk to him like a normal person. And I'm like, all right, Gavin, he was cool about it. And then David Tell walks in. Whoa. And I'm like, I'm like I, you know, I, I want these people to take me seriously as like a comedian. <laughs> totally. And like, hopefully they never remember me. Cause like now I see a, a Tell all the time, you know, and, and, uh, I, de- I never bring up that I was that caveman at like, yeah. <laughs> you gotta do it someday. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm cool enough with him now where I'll, I'll say it. Cause like, you know, he does take me seriously now, totally. but like, but I, <laughs> I just never told him like that was me <laughs> in the basement of Eastville. Cause Gaffigan actually went up and did a set in this show uh-huh. and this show was shit. Uh, this guy ran it and he's not in comedy anymore. And I, you know, like Terry McNeely was on the show and, and um, John Consoli and like we all cringe when we think about it now that we did this stupid show but Gaffigan actually went up did a set and crushed and Attell was like nah not doing this and just fucking left damn yeah. <laughs> I guess when you're Attell yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah no so uh, yeah I, was, I did, uh, I did a costume show uh, it was like my first Halloween uh, after I was into comedy mm-hmm. are you familiar with Dragon Ball at all a little bit yeah uh, you know Hercule yeah, was dressed yeah. up as Hercule. Oh, cool! That's that awesome. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, the costume shows are cool, but this was like this was like a sketch thing, and I was six oh, months okay. of comedy trying to write a sketch as a caveman. Like, you know, costume shows are cool. I've done cool ones. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, that was a, a real piece of shit. Memorable <laughs> for the the two comics was, you met. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, yeah, exactly. It was embarrassing. And then like a week later, sure. I saw Gaffigan at at uh, Gotham. And he's like, hey, nipple guy. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say anything. I didn't really get to talk to him or anything. But I haven't really seen Jim Gaffigan much after that. Tell I see all the time, like, at barbecues and shit now, too. <laughs> nice. Very cool. So would you say that, like, any part of your, uh, I mean, it must. So it feels like a silly question as it's coming out of my mouth. But what would you say you, you take as a comedian from uh, from Golden Girls, if anything? It's not a bad question at all, and it just—it sounds like a question I never thought I'd be asked in my entire life. <laughs> all right, yeah, sounds, we're on the board. It sounds like such a ridiculous question, yeah. like, like out of context. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. But it's true. But like, no, you're a hundred percent right because like I credit the much as the how I appreciate B. Arthur's comedic timing. I like I like sure. a dry sense of humor first of all. And just the way that she set it's just set up in a punchline. It's like a stand up comic would do their set. Like you, you write a setup, and you hit a punchline. And the way that she she'll she'll start the setup, and she'll have a reaction with whoever she's talking to. And they'll react to her, and then she'll hit the punchline. So it's really just the the timing, and that's that's what gets the audience going. It can't. It, a lot of times, it just doesn't. Even in regular stand up, not just on sitcoms, it doesn't have to be a great joke. If you could deliver it, that that joke's gonna hit. Sure. It's all delivery. It's, Absolutely. It's and especially eight. like being baked into at such a young age. Yeah. Like yeah. I think about like the stuff that was on in like the late, like, like 99, late nineties, early two thousands that probably yeah. had such an effect on me and like, man, yeah. orange soda, Keenan <laughs> Kel. Like, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. like all that. Exactly. Like no, things. you're a hundred, you're a hundred percent right. Because like, I like, I like, I like comics now, like mainstream comics, but none of them have like an influence on me. Sure. But the comics that have an influence on me are the ones from the eighties and nineties, and the ones I grew up with. And me and my that, that's what made me want to do comedy because, like, say, like, I was actually thinking of it the other day, like the old Adam Sandler CDs from like the the late nineties 
um, they used to have great skits on them and mm-hmm. really funny songs and they were really dirty. So like I couldn't bring them home and shit, but me and my friends would, would listen to those CDs over and over and we'd, we'd repeat the lines from that skit and that's how we'd make each other laugh. And I'm like, wow, I like making them laugh. I could say funny things like that, make them laugh. And that's what made me want to become a comedian pretty much oh, stuff yeah. like that. And it's just rehearsing, you know, reciting lines and just, you know. You know, Tollbooth Willie from the Adam Sandler CD was the, one of the fucking greatest characters of all time. And this is me and my friends are 37 years old now and we still say lines from the, the CD. Hell yeah. Now, you know, Sandler is a guy I really got to do a, a, a stand up deep dive on because especially the time that I grew mm-hmm. up, he was just a movie guy. Yeah. To yeah. me. And, you know, mm-hmm. progressively more misses as the years went on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. You know, you know, probably my favorite Sandler movie. I, I just have such a spot for Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm it like, is. I feel like that made me a, uh, what's, what's what's the word I'm trying, an honorary Jew. Just <laughs> All right, exactly. I, I oh, get man. it now. I can, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's true, though. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of misses now. But, I mean, when you go back to, like, the Billy Madisons and the Happy Gilmores and, and even, even, like, Little Nicky was, everyone thinks it's, like, such a piece of shit. Like, me and my friends still fucking say lines from Little Nicky, you yeah. know? And, uh, and that's what it was like those, those, those CDs were, you know, I was in a junior in high school, I guess. And that's what we used to listen to all the time. And that's what made me want to make people laugh. You know, you know what movie that is for me, um, that I just, it's just endlessly quotables is a goon. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Just those quotable movies, exactly. It's just like what a what a that almost feels like an eighties movie. That, that yeah, way. right, you know right, I mean? yeah, it exactly. Just feels like a movie at a time. Yeah, well, in that the best way. Yeah, that's what I think people go for sometimes now is to go back to like kind of the cheese from the eighties. Yeah, because everything and, needs to be profound. Yeah, today yeah, it doesn't need to be like that. Like it's like Stranger just Things. Have a fun like movie. you watch Stranger Things, and it's like it's like you feel like you're watching a show from the eighties. Like that's yeah. that's the that's the kind of the whatever about yeah. it. <laughs> But um, yeah. So like, like Adam Sandler, like, I, I don't know. I don't. I never watched much of his stand up, and I don't. I don't think he was considered like a really, really good stand up. But his characters were great. Well, his so songs were, were these more sketches than stand-up? there were more sketches. Oh, than, okay. there was no stand up. It was like the, he had characters that he played on the CDs, and then he'd pepper gotcha. in a couple of songs. He has this one song called "At a Medium Pace." I don't know if you ever heard it. It is the funniest song that's ever been written at all time. And uh, I, just, I, I would like say like lines from it now, but I can't even do it justice. Like if you get a chance or even play a few and we're done, yeah, listen sure. to it at a medium pace by Adam Sandler and you'll just die laughing. It's about it. It's set up like a oh. like a love song. Like it sounds very romantic. And he's yeah. like, now take this shampoo bottle and shove it up my ass. You know, like <laughs> it's stuff like that. So it's yeah. And, and it's been it's brilliant stuff. It's disgusting and brilliant. No, it's I, I love comedy music. Yeah. It's yeah. like one of the things that I, I want to do. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever uh, told you this about me. I, I was really a musician for most of my life. And my my favorite, I don't know if you're familiar with Flight of the Concords. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My I used God. to love that when it was, it was on HBO, I believe. Yep. And I used, to, I used to love that show. But just their, just their songs, man. Yeah. Like, Hip Hop Apotamus versus the Rhinoceros. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, it's just so, yep. so good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, it's, it's so smart and funny. And it's kind of like, like out of the box. And if you get it, you get it. Like that's, uh, you know, like I'm sure there's a, a lot of people who probably just don't get Flight of the Concords and they're not going to like them. Absolutely. But if you get it, you love it. Like that's like, you know, one of my favorite, one of my, one of my best friends, but one of my favorite comics is Tim Thompson. Sure. And Hilarious you, dude. you'll see him just destroy on stage when people get him, but he's like a little bit out there. And, a little, I, yeah. and so he'll, so I've seen him where, where he just fucking eats a dick for 30 minutes but when people get him and like I was talking uh, uh Lloyd, he's a bouncer at McGuire's Comedy Club. Okay. <clears throat> Tim's on stage just destroying and Lloyd's like, he's my favorite comic. I don't care what headliner comes in here. I love Tim Thompson because when he's on, he's on and he's he's so different and and just funny and out of the box and quick. You know, me and me and Tim we, Super we used to work. Quick. You, we used to work our day job together. He used to sit at a cubicle okay. behind me. And oh, that's just, cool. Oh, man. That's a just, fucking sitcom right oh, there. God the damn best, it. man. It was the best. We would just laugh all day long. <laughs> we had a, our buddy Mike, who was not a comedian, but funnier than both of us. So the three of us just had fun all day. The job was a piece of shit. Yep. It sucked. But uh, we had so much fun because Tim is one of the literally the funniest people I know. 
at a at a comics that are famous that I like. I mean, he's one of my best friends in the world, but still just one of the funniest people I know. Dude, there's there's nothing better than working with funny people. Yeah. At yeah. least. Like, and, I mean, so, some of my favorite it was like my favorite eight month job I ever had. I was working at a Mexican place in Northport mm-hmm. and like everybody was a stoner, but I was the weenie that was like, guys, maybe we shouldn't be smoking in the back <laughs> of the restaurant. And it was just like reggae music all day yeah. and just the stupidest. I mean, that oh man, that job was when uh remember the fapping? Yeah. The leaked nudes. Yeah. So every time anyone went in the bathroom, it's like, <laughs> we're timing you. We know what's going on in the world. <laughs> And my my favorite story from that is I, I growing up and into college I was a a fairly decent bowler. Okay. And if you know anything about uh, have you ever like competed bowling or just Never fun competed. bowling? Okay. Uh, yeah. I've so when you when you get into bowling as like a sports sport, this weird trend is that a lot of people get these like bruises on their fingers. And mine was just this weird bruise I just got on the tip of my ring finger. <laughs> so I was bowling a lot when I was working at this place. Yeah. So. And if you if you look at it quick, it just looks like, you know, the I didn't use enough toilet paper. You know what I mean? A very, very brown looking, very brown looking bruise. So uh, I came out of the bathroom one day and I looked at my manager and I was like, hey, uh, Hayden, uh, that sign that says all employees must wash hands. That doesn't I don't, I don't got to do that. And I was just like, look, <laughs> you come off the clock. Right. Looked at me like. Like, oh my god, I gotta fire this kid. And I was like, ah, nah, nah, dude, look, it's still there. Like, <laughs> nothing better than that. And you just slap him with a handful of shit in your other hand. <laughs> oh no, see, I wasn't thinking that far ahead. I really yeah. <laughs> take you know, the bit that's, next that's, level, that's level, hilarious. level. Yeah, that's cool. Like it's like you said, like jobs like that make you like work. Like, I mean, I've had shitty jobs, but I've worked with great people, and I love the jobs. And then I've had great jobs where I didn't like the people I worked with, and it fucking sucks. Yeah. But that was that was the best, Thompson. He's he got me the job there. We were drunk off our asses one night and uh, doing a show. We were playing. You know Terry McNeely. It it rings a bell. Yeah, he's a he's a Long Island comic, sure. great great comic. And uh, we we play the the Terry McNeely drinking game. Okay. And Terry's on stage. Yeah. Every like thirty seconds, he references a town from Long Island. He's like, "Hey, you know, fucking <laughs> fucking drunk Pete, the fucking plumber from Selden, you know." <laughs> and so it's like every 30 seconds, so we play a game. Thompson invented it where every time Terry names a town from Long Island, you got to take a shot. So we're, oh fucking, <laughs> we're playing the Terry McNeely drinking game. Sounds dangerous. And McNeely's doing a half hour. And by the end of it, we're both wasted. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on unemployment, but I want a job. But he's like, yeah, send me your resume. So I like drunkenly sent him my resume. And he two days later, they hired me at this company. I'm like, I didn't want to go back to work yet. I was fucking wasted. <laughs> but I'm glad I took it because it made us closer and it was a fun job. Well, let me ask you because I'm uh, I'm trying to have uh, Tim on. What's his guilty pleasure? If you had to, oh, I don't I don't know if I should say it with uh, if the, in case the authorities are listening. No, I don't. You know, <laughs> Tim's guilty. He's into a, he's into a lot of like he's definitely into a lot of nerdy stuff. So I'm sure he has a guilty pleasure. Um, no, I hear um, you. I, I am a fan of Couch Quest. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, Couch Quest is awesome. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a fun time. <laughs> we're actually we were supposed to do it yesterday. Uh, no, the the night the day that I was supposed to do this last time. I had parent-teacher conferences. I was also supposed to do Couch Quest, um, but I had to cancel loaded that Wednesday. Too. Yeah, it was a loaded <laughs> Wednesday because we had, but I had to cancel that too. But we we were gonna do a crossover episode with my podcast, um, where we we're gonna play you don't know Jack from oh. the people from my podcast and him and Hugh and cool. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm sure yeah. Give Tim reach out to Tim though. I'm sure he has a million guilty pleasures and he'll he'll be a fun he'll be a fun hang for you. See, the problem is every time we talk about it is uh, usually after a JJ show and nothing productive gets done. <laughs> nothing productive after a JJ show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, so yeah. I I'm experimenting with the the nostalgia guilty pleasures uh in in terms of like where to go with them because they they do hit these similar beats right of uh you know it's it's either the encyclopedia-esque knowledge of it or uh the in my case the just the amount of sheer amount of money dumped into the the merch yeah who would you say has given you the hardest time for being a golden girls fan my dad okay easily my dad carla definitely Bust my chops about it a lot, but my dad, ever since I was like, you know, 12 years old, he's been busting my chops about it. And, uh, and I, and I fuck with him too. And I'll, I'll put it on and I'll start saying, I know the whole theme song. 
Nice. And uh, but uh, yeah, so he uh, he definitely busts my chops. He's you know, like I said, he's a big you know tough union guy. And well, let me ask you, are, like, was it always you know like playful messing with you, or was yeah, there ever no. a time where he was like, no, no not no, my no. son. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It was always playful. He's messing, not going to be know? into gilf porn. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> It was always playful messing with me, but I, I think in the back of his mind, he was just hoping, I hope my son's not gay. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that was his thing. Gotcha. <laughs> it still is. Still sometimes. <laughs> he's, he's he's still, still, he still says to me, he's like, thank God Carl is around because I, I would I would question you sometimes. Oh, dude. Especially yeah. after I got engaged. My my dad with the uh, going to my fiance being like, and she's like a little tomboyish, being yeah. like, I have the son I never had. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, right. Just exactly. if he's, The first time he said it was funny, but now you're saying it every time we come over to have dinner. <laughs> like, chill the fuck out. Now it's like getting real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I ask because like my it's, it's funny uh, in the in the years since I feel like, you know, my my dad's been very playful with, you know, the, the dumb shit I'm into. Yeah. But I remember distinctly like the one day in high school, I was literally I was asking him a question about how I guess how big, you know, like how some pickup trucks are like normal size pickup trucks and then some of them are like semis. Yeah. And I was asking him, I'm like, Dad, Ironhide in the movie, you know, he's, he's as big as Optimus Prime. That doesn't make sense because he's a Peterbilt <laughs> truck. And my dad's just like, the fuck is going on? You, why aren't you using this to do math? Why aren't you using all this brain power? And you're thinking about the scale of, of vehicles in a dumbass Michael Bay movie, which is the worst version of Transformers. Oh, like, yeah. it's just, He's like, you're, you're using like brilliant logic right now that you could be applying to something else. Yeah, like you could you could yeah. be saving me $60 a week on like a pre-calc tutor. <laughs> That's right, exactly. But instead... Like, <laughs> Um, that is my, like my dad with the other stuff. Like when I, if I do Facebook, my dad's like, "What are you a fucking sixteen-year-old girl? You're on Facebook," and I'm like, "No, nah, I need it for comedy." And while I'm searching recipes, you, you, know? can't, <laughs> you can't escape it. I don't. I I say this all the time. I, I don't think I'd be on. Definitely wouldn't be on Facebook if not for yeah, stand up and the I would have been gone stuff. a long time ago if it wasn't yeah. for trying to promote stand up. You know, I it's hate, almost I like that's Facebook. the Golden Girls reunion right now. Is fucking <laughs> Facebook? It's just yeah, exactly every old lady. Shouting at the void, not knowing how to use the the thing. Oh my god, I know. Like I, you know, my day job I do IT for a school district, so we're remote this week because the whole school is remote. Yeah, and I'm trying to teach like these old teachers like how to you know do what Google Classroom while they're home. And I was on the phone with one teacher two days ago, and I'm like, "Well, you have to right click on here." She's like, "I don't. What does that mean?" I'm like, right click, you know, like if you, your mouse, use your mouse, the right button, not the left button. She's like, I don't, I'm using a laptop. I don't know. I'm like, well, whatever you're doing to click something, click the on the one. other, the other, <laughs> yeah. the other one. And she literally said, she's like, I don't know. I give up. I give up. And she hung up on me. Uh, you're giving <laughs> me like PTSD from just teaching my mom how to use a smartphone. Man. Yeah, I know, man. It's tough. Oof. But like, no, you gotta, you gotta like long press click it. You can't just like use your thumb. Stop using the uh, your finger and the other. God oh, damn it! <laughs> and it's the worst. Like even my dad, my dad just retired, and uh, now he wants to do security. He wants to be like a do, like be like a security guard part time. Okay. So he's like applying for jobs now. Sure. So now I have to help him like send his resume out to people and like <laughs> he'll upload things to Indeed. And it's yeah, like it's, update his LinkedIn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I fucking loaded trucks for forty three years. I don't know this shit. LinkedIn to what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But, Dude, uh, I just telling my mom like you can comment. I love this on like once every fifth post about comedy. If you do every one of them, I'm not going nowhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. Just, social media is just a, a toxic wasteland. Sure I is. Hate it. Future episode for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely. Claws into your brain, man. Yeah, yeah. I think you know. I think Robot Chicken. I, I got to look this up. I think Robot Chicken did like a, if the golden girls were living in the present. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I got it. You know what? We're, we have this casting technology. Yeah, let's give it a shot. Let me see if it's uh golden girls. I love Robot Chicken. Yeah. That is just really, and the fact that it's still around, like yeah. it's, uh, Oh no, not Marble League. That was uh, that was last week. I watch Marble League. I'm into this now. I'm gonna watch when I get home. Dude, it's so <laughs> it's like addicting. And it, like I said, especially if you're sitting with somebody who's already in it, <laughs> it like it tricks you into thinking it's real sports. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. These like photo finishes and the replays yeah. and the, yeah. the 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 drama. Let's see, Golden Girls in the City. 
Uh, maybe I made it up. <laughs> hey, if, if it's not out there, let's put it out there. Now, you know what? Seth Green can have it. <laughs> He's given me so much. <laughs> yeah, it's the least you could do for Seth. It's the Green, least yeah. I could do for fucking Chris Griffin, man. Like, <laughs> yo, my my favorite was uh, it was like one of the multiverse early, not multiverse, the Road Two episodes with yeah. P, uh, Stewie and yep. Brian, and uh, I think it was Road to the Multiverse because they go to the Robot Chicken universe. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um. Chris, uh, you know, Seth Green is sitting in the living room and uh, all 80s references come out. Like Optimus Prime comes out, yeah. uh, uh, He-Man comes out, the, the the head Thundercat. Yep. Yeah, I remember that episode. And yeah. he's just like, uh, wow, those guys, the 80s ex- did exist. And then Stewie <laughs> just looks dead, like right at, into the camera and he's like, how's it feel to be on primetime television for four <laughs> seconds? <laughs> and then Chris just like, fuck you. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, gotta love those fourth wall yep. breaks. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that that's a good way to segue back to the old Golden Gals. Uh, did they get any? Did they get experimental at all? Like fourth wall breaks, or, or were they just mm. in their universe? In their universe. That's never. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I guess it predates that, like trying to be. Yeah. Like not to put it down, but like trying to be like I guess you know too clever. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was, it's just a good. Yeah, they had Good like show. gimmicky episodes where like like Sonny Bono was on an episode and he was in love with he was in love with Blanche and then he was in love with Dorothy and then they fought over him kind of. <laughs> um, it kind of uh, who else did they have? They had like a Wayne Newton episode, you know, old kind of Wayne Brady episode. <laughs> no Wayne Brady, episode. that would be awesome. <laughs> I would love to see one of them bang a black guy. Blanche oh. definitely banged black guys. I think they just didn't didn't tell you about it. Yeah, I was going to say, it seemed like a progressive show in terms of what they were able to cover, but even <laughs> yeah. for the 80s, that... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, primetime TV. <laughs> yeah. B. Arthur's just, like, an impressive person. Like, she was she was yeah. a Marine in real what? life. Yeah. No way. Yeah, she was in the Marines. She was a badass. Hmm. And then she was on... I think it was first she was on uh, All in the Family, and then she had her show Maud, and that's, I guess, where she really became mainstream famous. Sure. And then, you know, this is kind of in her, her later years... But I, I only knew her from Golden Girls, and then I went back and saw reruns of like the old uh, All in the Family show when she was on and she was younger. But uh, but I didn't realize like she was already a very very famous person when she was on the Golden Girls. But that's the only first experience I had with her when I was younger. So. You know, her she's again like such so in the zeitgeist that like even before I made the connection that she's one of the Golden Girls, like yeah. I know the name B. Arthur yeah. just from like being around. Yeah, from like the the movie Airheads when they're like, I want a naked picture of B. Arthur. You know, like, <laughs> is he a movie when he's like demanding shit from the cops? Yeah. And he's like, we have to demand some really weird <laughs> shit, like, like a football helmet full of cottage cheese and a naked <laughs> picture of B. Arthur. But, uh, <laughs> she that's was cool, on though. like uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. She played okay. Larry David's mother on Curb Your Enthusiasm oh, before funny. she died. Wow. Yeah. Now, who do you who do you connect with over Golden Girls? Who else? Who do you share the guilty pleasure with? Anyone? My buddy Steve, nice, uh, the straight another straight guy. Um, we loved it, <laughs> yeah, but and that was always our thing. And like and like people knew like in high school, like that was me and me and Steve loved the Golden Girls, you know. But I have a couple of gay friends that are like really into the Golden Girls too. Uh, my buddy Kevin, he's a comic from uh, uh, from Connecticut. And uh, this nice. guy, this guy Tom, I only met him a couple times. I'm friends with him on Facebook, but he does like a lot of cosplay stuff. Very, 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 very gay homosexual man. And uh, but he's into like all his cosplay, and he's like a costume designer. Sure. And he, his one of his characters is B. Arthur because he's a tall guy with a deep voice. And when he dresses up as B. Arthur, like he looks just like B. Arthur, and he's a big Golden Girls guy. Nice. It's like pretty much all my gay friends and my buddy Steve. That's that's who I that's who I connect with. That's awesome. I I say all the time that the reason I started the show is so I could uh, talk to people about fucking Transformers because there's no other person in the flesh that I I can enjoy the guilty pleasure with. Exactly. So I uh, destroy everybody's ears once a week. I always have to have to interject it somehow. Yeah. I knew today was going to be James Avery, you know, it's sitcoms, you know, it's like, there's always a sneaky way to get it in there. Yeah, we got the Transformers in there. Like you put it right in our faces up there. Oh, there, so absolutely. It's, you got to acknowledge it. It's honestly, like, like... illuminated. Yeah, you got to. I got to get that bottom shelf illuminated. I only got the three lights for four levels. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fucking peasant. I got to, yeah, come yeah. on. Christmas my God. is coming up. Now we, know, now we know what to get you. That's true. Yeah, send your lights to, uh, <laughs> just give out my address. Yeah. 
<laughs> with the and or rather not giving it out with the hope that the show takes off. So fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, any any bases you think we missed talking about Golden Girls? Any any think, areas of the of the Golden Girls universe worth? Uh, I do really think we talked more about Golden Girls than I even thought we were going to talk about, and I, I, you know, it brought back some stuff that I, you know, like the, the favorite episode stuff got me going. Um, I think we kind of touched all bases. We got the spinoff. Um, uh, they didn't last. No, at least no. from my little Wikipedia yeah. search, the, uh... Empty Nest is on for a little while, and I watched it. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a good. Show. Larry Mulligan played was the main character there, um, and um, I'd say uh, you know you covered the favorite episodes. I mean, I, there's another one. So many, it's like 180 yeah, something. because no, like now it's coming back to me. But like I like when uh, um, Sophia, the mother, when she goes back to like you know she reminisces from her past and like she reminisces about her. Um, she was married. She loved her husband, but there was this guy that, that was in love with her, and then he ends up coming back. But you see, like they show clips of her, like back in Sicily when she was a young girl, and her and, car uh, explodes. Ah, different, yeah, different thing. Exactly. Apollonia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, like that was another cool episode because the guy comes back like fifty years later, and they kind of go on a date and stuff. And so uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like I said, there's a lot of nostalgia there that uh, brings me back. Hell yeah! I think we spoke. I think we spoke about pretty much everything, you know. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check it out because yeah. I imagine I'll have a better experience than I have with Jaws. Brought up but, that anecdote so many times; they all but, know it. But but do you do you like Jaws after you saw it? And you know, you know, because it's like my favorite movie. I don't feel too strongly one way about it or the other. Well, it's like it's cr- like. The police, you could have gotten away with anything on that island. <laughs> There's one cop. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, the tiger shark guy's hilarious. Yeah. But well, otherwise, it, like, you know, it's not, it, like, I'm not going to say it's a, it's a, I don't like it, but I guess it's part of it was how I felt familiar I felt with it before watching it. But then, uh, you know, nothing, nothing surprised me. Okay. Gotcha. It was well shot. Because like you said, you feel like you've seen it already. Cause yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just, it, it's so in the zeitgeist. That there yeah. was just nothing. I imagine that's. Imagine it must be similar for Jurassic Park if you haven't seen Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah, probably. But that at least has like the spectacle of the dinosaurs yeah. and like yeah. relative to that, like because the first oh. one is just a normal shark. Yeah, they only like, become giant ridiculous and a sharks. A lot of the jaws like the hidden suspense. You don't really see the much of the shark. Yes. You hear the music and you see the blood in the water. But well, that's why the 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 first of all the terrible Michael Bay Transformers movies is really the only one that kind of works as a movie because the first third of it you just you're just like are we gonna fucking see them or are they <laughs> yeah, just gonna keep yeah, driving yeah. around being a gmc commercial exactly give me right. that, that that similar suspense yeah. yep exactly but yeah like with jaws like carla hates jaws yeah and whenever i'm with the guys you know all our friends and stuff we go off on jaws references for hours we'll do it and she's just fucking miserable yep <laughs> but it's definitely it's easily in my top five favorite movies i've seen it a hundred times and uh but i get like you know if you, if you didn't see it and you just hear people talk about it all the time there's no surprises and it's not that probably not that exciting yeah, yeah it, it again it, it was almost like it was like eating vanilla ice cream i'm like i know this <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. so from where, what i'm hearing though you're not a, a fan of the, the original transformers movie you, did you like it or not like it it or? I, I do like it. It's, it definitely has its problems. Like if you're if you're, if you're surfing the channels and it's on, like are you gonna stick on it and watch it till the end? Like maybe, yeah, maybe. You know, you, it, I have a weird relationship with it because it's what got me back into the franchise, and it you know allowed me to segue into the stuff that I I more enjoy. Yeah, but um, they definitely are what kind of resparked interest because I got out of it like a normal person. <laughs> you know, like I, I really did. Uh, and to be honest with you, it was it was my I have a nephew that's only seven years younger than me, uh-huh. and it was seeing him get the toys from the movie because you see yeah. the movie, especially growing up with the the older toys, and you're yeah. like, "There's no way they're going to make this into toys," mm-hmm. and that's like the whole point of the existence yeah. of the franchise <laughs> exactly. is to sell toys. Yeah. So I saw his action figures, and I'm like, you know, in middle school at the time, and I'm like. Oh no! <laughs> I kind of want that. That looks yeah. like kind of rad. Yeah. And then they only got better as the movie. That's not true. They got better with the second movie. Yeah. And that's when I caved, and I'm like, I gotta like, 
oh, I, I just got to know how it works. Yeah. And yeah. that's pretty much gone into my obsession with the hobby today is I just like the the mechanical puzzle yeah, exactly. element of it. Like like very few of the stories are compelling and, and well written. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the toys got me into it more than the show because I remember exactly how I got into it. I was either kindergarten or first grade. Yeah. I had a play date with my friend Bobby, who's still like one of my best friends to this day. And um, my my mom called his mom and said, you know, like, what kind of stuff is Bobby into? What kind of toys should Mike bring over? And she says he's really into Transformers. I didn't know anything about the Transformers. Cool guy. Cool guy. So my, yeah, exactly. So my mom took me to Toys R Us. We got some Transformers. Nice. And then we played. And I'm like, this shit's fucking awesome. And then I got into Transformers that way. So it was uh, it was all Bob's, Bob's thing. Do you remember any of them? I'm I'm, a, I'm an encyclopedia, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't remember which ones my mom Never originally got me right. in in uh, in kindergarten. But uh, how dare you? Yeah, I know. I'm Come such on a to this show. <laughs> such a piece of shit. But then you know my cousins they lived a couple blocks away and then they got into it. So we all had our Hell big yeah. collection. And, yeah, but uh, no, it's a good one. Yeah, I'm a real piece of shit. I don't remember. Get, out of my <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? Like like. James Avery being on everything. The guy who voiced Stoptimus Prime is like still doing it today. Yeah. Like he's just like the oldest guy. He also voices Eeyore. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Same guy? Cool. Yeah. Peter Cullen. No shit. Cool. Uh, cool dude. No shit. I right. didn't know that. I didn't know it was the same guy. Yeah. I'm telling you though, I, Ikea, 60 bucks. I think it's called Detolf or Deltoff mm-hmm. display case. Yeah. It's a nice display it's case. Like, like, yeah. Easy. I'll my, I'll go with my mother to put her, her hummels in. I'm giving my extra one to my mom to put in. I got to have her on to talk about her fucking Shirley Temple dolls. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. It's like, it's it's not, they're not the creepiest dolls until it's like two in the morning and you're baked and you got to take a shit and you're walking by. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> they start tap dancing at you. But and you're then really there's like a fever dream where one of them's walking across the floor. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> fucking dolls, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Well, Mike, thanks for coming, man. This was a fun this was, episode. It was awesome. It was a really a fun, fun episode. Man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I uh, I know we were talking about going into the other topic, but we got we got an hour in the books. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I'm happy to have you back to talk about I'll, American Idol and competition shows. I'll come back, yeah, because that was my that was my original thought. I'm like, you know, maybe like Golden Girls, like so far out of the box that people will enjoy that. And but I'm happy to come back. We'll talk American Idol because that's my yeah, other that's my other obsession that uh, people make fun of me about. To this day, is that still is it still on? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it's still on. It's not the same. I really don't watch it that much anymore. When I first started, too much. from 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 the jump off though, I was a big American Idol guy, and like my same buddy Steve, that's a Golden Girls guy. Me and him used to be on the phone with each other during the American Idol, talking about like what's going on on TV. <laughs> awesome. I, I I have no excuse for us, but uh, <laughs> yeah, especially especially like when you on my end have like tried out for those shows. Yeah. It just destroys. It's like, it's like Pawn Stars and you learn that it's a set and it's just yeah. like, oh no, exactly. <laughs> it just ruins it for you. I know. I uh, know. Cause you really feel like it's their first time going in. And I, I, I auditioned for America's Got Talent one time and I was like an idiot when I was like doing comedy for like three months. And, uh, they, they wait on, I waited in a line in the middle of August outside the Jacob Javits center, mm-hmm. sweating my balls off for like six hours. And then I go in and do 30 seconds in front of two people that maybe work for the show. I don't really know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the the, the temp agency producers. <laughs> like- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, well, I'd love to come back and talk about that. Hell, yeah, brother. Well, yeah. Uh, please, if you got uh, any anything to plug. Uh, um, yeah, you got a couple going of things. Uh, you can listen to my, my podcast called Domestic Disturbance Podcast. We're on uh, Tuesday nights at 9.30 on govsradio.com. Cool. Um, I have a show coming up uh, New Year's Eve. I'll be at the uh, the Wall Street Theater in Connecticut. But we're going to live stream it. It's going to be uh, rightstreamcomedy.com. You can uh, stream it on New Year's Eve. Uh, the tickets are going to probably go up uh, Monday. Nice. And then January 22nd and 23rd, I'll be at the Comedy Cove in Springfield, New Jersey. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I do like one show a month now. So it's fucking hey. <laughs> ridiculous. But uh, yeah, so yep, you yeah. get tickets at thecomedycove.com. That's a great club in Springfield, New Jersey. It's awesome there. Hell yeah. Yep. As for me, Brandon Locker Comedy, 
guilty pleasure personals and all the places and uh, guilty pleasure personals gmail.com if you're one of the 10 people that listen to this show get in the ground early you could be if you get interact fan before you know before i become joe rogan number two you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> but uh, mike thanks again for coming on dude it was a good thanks one. for having me brother all right good see times. you later peoples